to the Bean Ninjas podcast, where you get an all-access pass to see what happens behind the closed doors of a fast-growing global bookkeeping and financial reporting business. Welcome back to another episode of the Bean Ninjas podcast. Today, I'm chatting with another Bean Ninjas team member, Amp. He's previously been on the podcast. Uh, today, we're, go- we're going to be covering a couple of topics related to education. We'll be talking about how we see education as a form of marketing and the way that we build that into what we do at Bean Ninjas, why we think community is a global trend and some changes we're making in 2020 at Bean Ninjas to embrace that concept and the reason that we decided to spin off education into a different business unit at Bean Ninjas. We've been creating courses since the beginning of 2019, but from the 1st of January 2020, we've actually split this off into a separate business unit and we'll talk about the thought process around doing that and how that ties into our bigger vision, which comes back to financial education and literacy and helping people to run businesses that they enjoy running that create freedom in their lives so they can do what they love to do. Hey, Ev, welcome back to the Bean Ninjas podcast. It's been a while. Glad to be back, Meryl. It has been a little while. We recorded an episode, it was quite a while ago now actually, about you joining Bean Ninjas and your role as an intrapreneur rather than an entrepreneur. And today we're talking about a different topic. Your role at Bean Ninjas has evolved again and we've actually created an education business unit. So today we'll be talking about all of that. But before we dive into that, how's everything with you? Where where are you chatting to us from today? So I am calling in from Sydney uh, in Australia, uh, moved down here back to Sydney just before Christmas uh, to be with family and then to really settle myself into this space, um, get re-accommodated, if you will, and uh, put my head in the right space to really work on this education business. Yeah, I think when we'd spoken previously, you'd been based on the Gold Coast, which was a short-term thing, and, and also you'd been travelling. And how are you finding it so far, being set, settling down in one spot? It's it's good. Like, I mean, I, I do miss, you know, the waves down there at Burley Beach and um, being able to bike everywhere and, and just all the, the hot bodies that it's not me, but <laughs> the other people around there. Um, but uh, coming back here has been really family has been the number one thing, uh, reconnecting with my, my family here and sin- my wife's family as well. Uh, so it's been you know, just finding our place. And as you know, we're currently on the hunt for an apartment uh, and going through that process as well. So um, I think work and, and, you know, being ninjas is the one stabilizing factor in all of this right now. Um, and so that's really been uh, great to be not moving around so much as a nomad and, and traveling and all those sort of things. So I think it's when when you have a goal and a mission and a vision, which we're going to talk about in a moment, uh, you really want to have stability uh, in terms of location, but also your, your support network and also your finances really to, to be able to focus on executing on that vision. I think you've, you've framed up our topic for today really nicely. So I'm going to dive in and give a little bit of background. You might be asking why would a bookkeeping business start an education division and I wanted to 
go a little bit deeper into the DNA of Beaninger's and we have three core values here and you probably hear us talk a lot about freedom. Another one of our values is always growing and that relates to education. So to us, always growing is about self-reflection. It's about looking to make incremental improvements, learning from others and educating ourselves either on things that we don't know about or areas that we want to improve. And was in, we did an interesting exercise where we were looking at the profile of people we were attracting into the Beamingers team. And we realized that we actually have a team of well, our team members, many of whom are sports coaches, they've been dance instructors, or they've been some other kind of teacher. And so this philosophy around teaching others, sharing our knowledge and trying to improve, it really feels like it's part of the Beamingers DNA. And Amp, I think you actually had fitted into that category as a dance instructor. Yeah, I did. You know, a uh, random fact, but I used to teach, uh, I was a salsa instructor for a number of years before I joined Bean Ninjas. Yeah, we, we, people have the impression that Bean Ninjas is made up of yogis and surfers, but I think we've had three dance instructors as well. Yes, we have actually. <laughs> so, random fact. So, the next thing I wanted to talk about was we've covered why education is important at Beanages, but why would we create a separate business unit rather than have it aligned with our bookkeeping and financial reporting services? And and to me, the, the reason to do that was I wanted education to run like a separate business. So I wanted it to be a profitable business unit that could hold up and stand up on its own two feet. And so, yes, at the beginning, we're creating products that scratch our own itch. And and by that, I mean the first two courses that we've created relate to financial literacy. The the, the very first is how to do bookkeeping in zero. And so that's designed to help people get started and do bookkeeping. And then the second course is designed for our clients and it's know your numbers, financial reporting. So really teaching our clients to get value from the reports that we're sending them. But our next batch of courses will be designed to help our internal team. So we'll be building courses around writing good standard operating procedures, team working effectively in remote teams, managing staff. And we believe that the content that we feel our team need to excel, the training and the education that they need, will also be needed by others, especially who are running remote teams or trying to scale service businesses. We also noted some gaps in the market and Av, did you want to talk a little bit about the training that we'd come across and then the, where we saw the training that we wanted to be putting our team through? There was a little bit of a, well, there was a gap there. Yeah, absolutely. There was, I mean, coming from a business background myself and being an entrepreneur for getting close to a de- decade now, um, you know, we're always looking to learn how do we do our business better? How do we get to the point of scale? How do we you know, find product market fit and all these different things. Um, and there's really two paths that, that you can really go down. One is your traditional um, academic path, which is to go to a university or some TAFE or some kind of institution uh, and then pay thousands of dollars to try and access that that learning. Um, and now, uh, you know, then you walk away with a degree of some sort and then, then you've got to go do the real work, which is actually go and do the business, right? Um, and that's where there's a discrepancy between what you're learning because a lot of the material could be out of date. It could be like, I remember when I did my uh, degree, you know, what I learned in terms of coding and, and those sort of things. I was learning uh, languages that were written 20, 30 years ago uh, and 
you know, unless I was planning to work for a hospital or a government, then it'd be, uh, it'd be really hard for me to find any work in that area, right? And I'm seeing That's that. Such a great, yeah. Such a great point. It's the same for me as an accountant. Three years at university really that that just helped me to get the job and that's when the real learning started was actually on-site learning from people from practitioners people that were, were doing it 100 training yeah and that relates to mentorship right so where do you go to find a mentor and then as as you and i know there are mentor programs out there people who are selling mentorship or mastermind groups uh, online or, or in a, your local city uh, again but accessing access accessing a mentor can be expensive because they're charging, you know, $1,000 an hour or whatever they charge. Uh, and it's particularly, you know, if you're trying to get to, like if you wanted to work with Richard Branson, like it's not an easy thing to do to get him, first of all. And then secondly, you, to get onto Necker Island, you'll literally have to pay like $100,000 to be there, right? So um, these were kind of the gaps that were happening in entrepreneur space. And then in terms of learning and education, there were gaps in what was being taught with uh, – and the trends that are happening in the marketplace, you mentioned a couple of those, like the remote work uh, gig economy, as some people are referring it uh, as. There's also, you know, e-commerce has taken off in a big way. Amazon's the number one company in the world and all these things are happening and people are trying to work out how do we do that too. Um, and then there's a whole thing around remote teams and, and just working effectively in remote teams, scaling that. How do you hire people? How do you outsource people effectively? Where's the best place to go? What site should I use? How do I write my SOPs? All these things, right? Um, and there really is no place. I mean, there are a ton of online courses that you can go to online. You can go to Udemy and some other sources, uh, but they're not in-depth. They're not Often they're not taught by practitioners, people who are in the trenches doing the work themselves. Um, and so therefore it's really hard to, to kind of get that education, which is why we're saying, look, you know, as being ninjas, we're in it. We've been, this company has been running for almost, we're hitting five years uh, very soon. And, you know, we're certainly surrounded by other entrepreneurs and businesses at a similar or, or level, um, where we can partner with them and say hey why don't you come and teach people how to do this because you, we know, we've seen you do it we know that you can actually execute on it and you've done it right and so that's the key part of some of the gaps that, that we've identified and why we're so passionate about doing this and a common piece of advice i hear is if you want to go and learn something then go and find someone that's already done it and to me that's how i try and frame my learning i don't necessarily want to learn from a professional teacher i want to learn from someone that's done it recently and is then sharing that that knowledge. And so we're coming at the education part of Beamages in the same way. Yeah, and there was something, you know, uh, some of the other trends that, that I've been looking at and, you know, like automation that's happening. These tools are getting much more sophisticated. The technology is moving fast. Um, and so really, you know, what made sense 12 months ago today might not, right, or moving forward in the next six months. And so you want to really be working with people who are on the edge, uh, making things happen, and, and they can say, well, if you want to get into AI, how does that impact an accounting business? How does that impact a marketing agency? How does it impact different things? Uh, and it's just to get all that information, you can do the work. Like you can go and do research on Google and read 100 articles and go to the blog post and all these sort of things but to sit in a room with someone whether it's a virtual room like what we're doing with online courses or a physical room um you know where you're doing workshops right with other business owners as well who are in a similar space like there's something about immersive experiences where you can walk away from you know three day like a three-day retreat like we did with Be ninjas uh in december with the team with our leadership team and you walk away with so much more than you could with six months of doing a diy course right yeah, absolutely. 
And when we were, when we last did a podcast together, when we were talking about your role in marketing, I think it would be interesting to hear about your thought process. You're heading up this education division and your new title is nothing related to marketing. It's learning and community lead. So I thought it would be interesting for you to share your thought process about moving from marketing into education and that change in role and also how we we came about. Uh, it, it took us a little while to discuss this and, and figure out what it would look like. So interested yeah, for you to share that story. Yeah, so the transition from marketing into education is I feel is actually it makes sense, it's quite logical and anyone who's in doing marketing right now will know that what drives marketing results and marketing performance and sales is actually community, right? And it's it's there's a big push and a big trend. I mean to use a, an obvious example, Facebook last year switched their uh, their core mission away from I can't remember what it was now, but to being all about small communities. Um, and and it really understands, you know, that at the heart of what where the the, the world is going and also the economy is going is we're going into this world of tribes and communities, whether it's local, whether it's online, um, and people we're in this stage of evolution in technology where uh, it's easy to put out things that are not genuine, right? So you might have heard of fake news, for example. Uh, and so a lot of the companies right now, the media companies are trying to battle against that because it's very easy using the current technology uh, to fake things. Like you can actually uh, you know, use Photoshop and you can put someone's face on, on someone you know, like in, in a weird situation and, and people start to believe that's real um but it, you can even do i've seen some really scary stuff around what you can do with ai and voice recognition you could literally create you know steve jobs has been has passed away a number of years ago but you can take his voice sound bites from some videos that are online and you can turn it into and make it look like he's alive and well now and you can do a video and send it out through youtube right so these sort of things are happening and what's in terms of the society, what we're looking at is particularly the millennial generation is questioning trust. So what we be- we see online, we can't believe right away. Uh, and so we're now getting much more critical around those sort of things, right? And so what that means is for a business, when you are trying to grow your business or make or you know create influence or whatever it is, uh, then you actually need to have your community around you because it's actually people who people are looking for leaders that they can relate to they're not looking for uh what we call the influencers right they they still exist but what you'll see over the next five to ten years is going to be less influencers and more about people who are educators right people who are seen as trusted advisors um and that's where the market is moving right and so I'm not going to go into any more. <laughs> There's a whole stuff I'm going to. I'll share for the blog and everything else around that in coming months. But um, in terms of selling, and, and also because we're living in the world of accounting, like being just as a book, as a core bookkeeping service, right? It lives in and breathes in the accounting industry, uh, and indus- and that industry is built on trust, right? And the only way you're going to buy anything is if you trust your accountant, you trust your bookkeeper, right? You trust the system that you're using, and in our case, we're using zero, right? So uh, if you don't trust those things, the chances of you buying those things are very, very minimal, okay? So for us as an organization, we realize, hey, we've got this, we're surrounded by these amazing clients who are doing wonderful things with their businesses, a lot of them on the cutting edge. Um, we also have these team members who just epic, you mentioned all the, the their just inherent innate desire to teach and to educate and to coach, right? And then you've got the extended community of people who know who, 
who Bean Ninjas are, who connect with us. We're doing a lot of cool partnerships right now. Um, and we actually, we have this community. What we don't have right now is a place where they all come together and interact and engage. And that's what we're building uh, as part of this launch. And I think that ties in really nicely to talk about well, what is our vision for this business unit. So did you want to go into a bit more detail around that? Yes. Okay. So the it, obviously it's, it's evolving and it took some time to actually get to, to where we are today. Uh, but the current mission is that Beanage's education is here to help founders of online businesses and their teams to learn and implement practical skills for scaling profitably so that they can do what they love with epic people, right? One of the things that when we did our own internal team reviews and things like that, um, certainly as part of the, le- the leadership retreat that we did last year, uh, one thing that came up in terms of a key message was we just love being around each other as humans, right? Because we could, we're the type of people that we can go for a drink, go for a surf. You know, I don't surf, but I can certainly dance on a beach while you guys are surfing. <laughs> um, but, you know, these, uh, this is it. And, and we also see that with our clients, right? So whenever we see clients collaborating with other clients, we get excited because they're like, oh, you know, you know, Scott was doing this thing and now he's connecting with, with, with this person and they're doing something cool. Uh, and we're all about that. We're all about, you know, um, coming together. And, and a lot of us came, came through communities that we're part of, like the Dynamite Circle or, um, you know, Dent community and other communities that we're active in. Uh, and so for us, it's just that's the mission, right? Let's bring people together, give them practical skills, right, that they're going to need to grow their businesses, to get the freedom they're looking for, whether that's financial independence or location independence or, or time freedom, whatever it is, um, and the impact they're looking for. Uh, and, and, and that's what it's all about. We're equip- equipping them with the, the skills um, and also the community to get what they desire. And so what does it mean as the learning and community lead? What does that mean for you day-to-day and what's on the roadmap for the first two quarters of this year? Right. So right now we're about a month away from the launch of our first course, which is the uh, How to Do Bookkeeping in Zero course. And that's we're testing a few things with that. We actually ran a couple of pilots last year, which went very well. Uh, and now we're sort of leveling up on what we did and improving it based on the feedback that our students and, and some of our partners gave us. Um, then what's going to happen is we have an, a second course, which is the the one you mentioned earlier, Meryl, which is the uh, Know Your Numbers, which is a financial reporting course that comes after that in June. Uh, and then somewhere in between that, around April, March, uh, sorry, April, May, we're also then working on building that community. Okay, so a place where uh, we can bring first of our, our clients together and then sort of an extended community, people who are interested in learning more from us. Um, we're also bringing in partners who, can support us in that community growth as well. So some of these partners um, can teach us about sales, can teach us about marketing, uh, HR, different elements of, of building a remote business or, or scaling a remote business. Um, then we're doing a mem- uh, we're looking at doing an MVP of a th- our third course, which will come later, you know, probably in around Q2 uh, into Q3. And then we will look at later on, probably Q3, Q4, we're looking at workshops and live events and doing those sort of things. Yeah, it's. I feel excited just hearing you talk about that. We, as you mentioned, we did some pilots of the financial literacy courses last last year, which went well, and it just seems like a really nice fit for what we're all about at Beanages and bringing that, so bringing community and education together. And yeah, I'm excited to also 
see that community build and start to have some in-person events. We, we have run some smaller events which we've added on to the side of conferences where we have had clients and it is really special to actually meet our clients and partners in person. So while we are a remote business and we do work remotely with most of our clients and our partners, it is really special to meet face-to-face too and so that's something that we're hoping to do more of. So thanks so much for for sharing this and for talking through our vision and why we're doing this and also laying out that roadmap of what's coming up. Was there anything else that you wanted to add before we wrap up? Yeah, sure. It's um, definitely an exciting time for us. You know, as as we as I mentioned, we are going to the fifth year of Bean Ninjas. So it's like I feel like Bean Ninjas is birthing a couple of babies, um, <laughs> right? Um, you also hear about Profit First and and the the money mindset business that Michael's what Michael's working on as well. And and I'm working very closely with Michael. We're both here in Sydney, uh, and we'll be doing a mini series soon on the podcast, sharing some of the lessons learned um, and some of the things that we're going through as we build these different parts of education. Um, I'm sure Meryl, you and I will come back at some point again and, and we'll talk through other things. Maybe we'll do a recap on the course launches and other things like that, um, but very, very excited. So right now, uh, again, the next course launch, the How you To Do Your Bookkeeping course and the mentorship with that is launching in March So in, uh, and that's the first thing. And then we've got another couple of courses rolling out after that. So very, very exciting time and um Behind the scenes, I think we've, we're also building just our systems and our processes around marketing um, for education. We're doing things like you know working with agencies or not agencies. We've got people who are um, helping us with content, with Facebook ads and Google ads and some really like getting our analytics in place and getting our metrics and data down. Um, and we are really becoming a data-driven organization. And that's funnily enough – you know, it does it does excite me because it gives us baselines and it gives us things to work work with. And I know Meryl, you've been a great help with just supporting me on the numbers side of things and making sure that we get our forecasting. And I want to give a shout out to Fee here because she did a tremendous job with a forecast for Benin's education. Uh, and that's again all parts of the picture uh, when we we plan this year ahead. Well said, Amph. It's important that we practice what we we preach so we're all about financial literacy and internally we do do things like forecasting and not everyone in our, in our team is an accountant so we actually collaborate and and help other team members with with things like that so we yeah we we are a done driven business and things like marketing we're newer at, given that our background is as accountants but we try and take that data-driven approach to everything that we do in the business and yeah, shout out. I'm looking forward to the series that you and Michael are recording. I think it's it's fairly unique. I don't hear that many stories of startups with our size of business, startups happening within an existing brand. And I think that'll, that'll be an interesting series to watch because there's a, there's a different approach to starting a startup completely from scratch. We, there is a brand and we do have a client base in place, but bringing that startup mindset and, and methodology to start new products is, yeah, super interesting. 100%. I think that's the big question a lot of businesses as well. It's when is the right time to introduce a new product or a new service or a new business unit? Um, and that's something that we're going, we're literally in the middle of right now. Uh, and, and I think there's a lot of insight we can share around that because, you know, it's sometimes if you do it too soon, you could potentially kill the business, right? Um, if you do it too late, then you might miss the opportunity in the market. And so we're kind of sort of navigating through that. And that's a really uh, exciting time. Well, thanks for coming on, Ev. And until next time, I'm sure we'll be chatting again here on the podcast. 
fairly soon. Thanks, Meryl. And uh, yeah, looking forward to it.